Hey-o. Welcome to the Steam Place Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the All righty then. Welcome back to Sneak Place Podcast. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving break. We all know Morris did not. <laughs> oh, got that right. I most certainly did not. Never going to South Beach again. Scarred me for life. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, we are <laughs> We're back uh, for some week 14. DraftKings plays. We're going to do the classic slate as always. Start with the quarterbacks and with the defenses. Um, before we get into that, there's some some news from today. Um, Ron Rivera of Panthers relieved of his duties as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think it's been a long time coming for that one. On about I don't know what you guys think about him though, but uh, he's gone. Yeah. I feel kind of bad. I think he's a good coach. Um, agreed. It was kind of, you know, it, this one was definitely coming. Um, pr- thought they would probably wait till after the season, considering he's actually done a decent job this year, I think. And I don't think Kyle Allen's that good, really. And, you know, I think that kind of with that, how that team's been, they've been able to make him look better than he really is. And they've won some more games. But obviously, when you, when you lose at home to the Washington football team, who is probably the biggest joke of a franchise in all the sports, along with, uh, both of yours, lovely New York Knicks. Um, <laughs> when you lose at home to the Deadskins, I'm not sure. Uh, that's definitely a fireable offense on every single person that participated in that game. So can't say I'm uh, can't say I'm too shocked then. Yeah, I mean he's gonna look good in uh, what blue, white, and uh, red next year, and uh, strolling the sidelines of MetLife for oh, those uh, New York Giants. You're making calls left and right here on the, on oh, the new coaches. You got the Sean McVay to DC one. Now you got now you got uh, Rivera in, in the Big Apple. Yeah, I think there's going to be a little. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a good coach. I I don't think the Giants want anybody else. Gettleman, I don't think is going to end up getting fired. Shermer's going to be the one who's going to go, and there could be a little reunion uh, between Gettleman and Ron Rivera. So, I I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened i'd be more shocked if my mcveigh to dc uh, happened but i think that's also going to happen some bold some bold predictions from dom here um (laughs) well anyway let's uh let's dive into these DraftKings plays uh as always with with the quarterbacks we'll start uh morris let's uh let's hear your quarterbacks this week who do i got slinging the rock this week oh well Speaking of New York, not the New York that we were just talking about, but uh, uh, don't pick him, Sammy Savior, man. Don't, don't pick Going him, man. Going up against those Miami Dolphins, the uh, uh, scorching thirty-seven point, fresh off the humiliating my Eagles, Miami Dolphins. Um, but what I did learn that game, watching the Dolphins' defense is completely abysmal. Even if Fitzpatrick actually does give them some life on offense. Um, the Eagles really sh- could have scored 45 to 50 points if they didn't shoot themselves in the ass left and right. Um, they're horrible against covering tight ends. They're horrible covering over the middle. Um, Darnold, and, you know, Darnold was looking good up until last week's stinker, which actually didn't shock me, you know, with Dalton back in the lineup. Um, you know, the Jets kind of coming off coming off a high of a blowout the week before. Thought they might kind of have a comeback down to earth since they're just not really that good either. Um, and, yeah, he was not he was not good on Sunday, as was no one on, on that team. But uh, in the three weeks before, had at least 21 fantasy points in each of the each of the previous three weeks, had over 30 against Oakland. Um, and I think against Miami this week, it's definitely a, a get-right week, a, uh, you know, kind of fatten up on, on this lowly defense. Um, I think I'll throw for a ton of yards, a couple touchdowns early. They'll build a big lead. Um, I think I think Darnold definitely bounces back this week. Um, he should – I mean – I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. I think he's he's definitely made some progress uh, from early in the season from the Coast Monday night game. Um, yeah, and I think he bounces back in a big way this week. There's no get right week if you're the New York Jets. You are the team that people get right against. Uh, <laughs> this team, I mean, I just don't like to pick. Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> you're stunned that I took him. I can't believe after that showing 
on Sunday against the, the winless Bengals. I cannot believe you just took Sam Darnold. It was embarrassing, but I mean, look, I, uh, like the Bengals are due to win a game. You know? Not only, not only that, but he didn't play. I mean, he played all right the first time against the Dolphins when they were winless. I don't think he's going to have a good game this week against the Dolphins. I really don't. I would be very. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins blew out the Jets this week. Blew out the yeah, Jets. Oh, I would. On. I would not. No Jamal Adams, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they might uh, score some, but I, can't, like I said the Dolphins' defense is Sam Darnold threw, pretty good. But. Sam Darnold threw the ball 50 times almost uh, last week against the Bengals, completed 50% of his passes against the Bengals' defense. And I'm sorry, the Dolphins' defense is a little bit better than the Bengals' defense. I mean, very little I don't know little if it bit. is. It's pretty bad. Uh, I mean. It's I, really bad. I can't believe Eagles it. would have scored 50 points had they not been idiots and had dropped passes and penalties. And not, I mean, the Jets are also a dumb team. Yes. Carson Wentz hey, and a team that won the Super Bowl Wentz two years ago. Wentz numbers, though. Yeah, two, a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago, you're comparing to Sam Darnold. Oh, there's and, not much and difference a, right now. Man. And, the team, and the team that hasn't won anything in the last, what, five years? They haven't even been close Probably to a playoff. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's – I can't believe you picked it. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. He looks good, man. He had one bad <laughs> week. Don't let it just ruin your whole, her whole perspective uh, on him. You obviously haven't lived in this area and have f- seen New York Jet games every Sunday because they're oh, on TV. Uh, Tino, I know you still got love for your boy. Um, yeah, I oh, I like him. God. I like him. I don't love him, but I, I like him this week. Yeah, I'll see. I mean, I'll see how the bruised rib is. I'll uh, keep an eye on that. Ah, he should be okay. No, but I think he'll be okay. Oh God! Well, have a nice clean pocket all day. God. Well, my, my pick, I'm rolling with the now starter again in Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew at oh, 5,400. Uh, had a decent week coming back. You know, what do you start the second half, I believe? Um, yeah. For Jacksonville, right? Had a yeah. good week. Um, I expect him with a week under his belt, practicing with the first team again. Going up against the Chargers team just looks dead in, you know, in the swamp almost. Um, I would expect him to have a decent week. I don't expect crazy numbers, but definitely a week that he can bounce back. I mean, he show, showed you what he can do earlier in the year, and I expect more of the same, a lot of throwing the ball. So I'm excited to see him back on the field because I think he's really good for the NFL. I'm happy Minshew's back. Um, I mean, having that mustache is just – it's great for the NFL. Uh, and I think it also means that Foles is going to Philly next year. Yes. Oh, Start the hot takes. Back with <laughs> Start open arms, them. Man. You're not going to get any, get any, uh, you know, retort from me. I- I'm all in. I love Nick forever. Clearly this team needs some type, some type of shakeup and uh, I'm not so sure Wentz is the guy. So if I'm, even if he comes back as a backup, I just want him here. So we're, you know, if Wentz sucks, then we have him to fall back on again. What, what does Carson Wentz do if Nick Foles comes back to Philadelphia? Does he take a long oh. walk off the uh, Ben Franklin? Well, I mean, what's I'm he saying, you know, the, they <laughs> bring him back as a backup, but I feel like there's no – they would have to pick one or the other. It's uh, amazing we're even – I'm even entertaining this. But uh, <laughs> like the fact that I'm saying this again. But, I mean, there's no way that, that they, those two could share a locker room and a quarterback room again. There's just no way. I mean, Wentz would be – I mean, he's already in a tough enough situation as it is, and he's got to have this guy – you know, he's got a statue of him outside the stadium, back on the team, back on the sideline, you know, looking over his shoulder, just waiting at the first first sign of trouble from Wentz for all the fans to do the Foles chant. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, he, that can't happen for him. <laughs> it would have to be one or the other. But I wouldn't right. be opposed to bringing back Foles, but that's a whole other conversation. All right, I'm, I'm going to move on to, to my quarterback, um, who's going to actually be a free agent at, at the end of the year could possibly land in Philly. <laughs> oh boy. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, oh, he's good, baby. Our boy, man. He our is leading the Ryan charge. Tannehill. Man. I have a newfound love for the Titans. He's yeah, been he's a been dog. Play, he's been playing well. Has been, been playing well. Been a dog. Well. And he's he's priced at 5800 against Oakland. Sign wow, me that, up. That is, that is a steal. That's Sign just, me that's up. Just screaming at you to take Tannehill. That, that, that's my argument. Tannehill, 5,800. Oakland, poorest defense. It's gotten thrashed the last two weeks. They lost by 31 points two weeks in a row. Come on. Brian Tannehill all day after they just blew out the Colts. I love it. It's kind of amazing where we are 14 weeks into the season. Ryan Tannehill is our new favorite player. 
uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold's getting picked without a hesitation with uh, after coming off a loss to the Bengals and Minshew Mania. We're all happy to see again. It's really we've really come a long way this NFL season. It is amazing. Yeah, life uh, changes fast. In the NFL, man. Three months ago, we'd have been talking about this. Uh, we just said we were living in a different world. But I'm in. I'm in on Tannehill, man. I love the pick. You know, he's got a hundred and like fourteen quarterback rating this year. He's unreal. That's like one of them. Yeah. That might be the best in the league. I I'm I'm convinced now that he's definitely. Uh, maybe Adam Gase was the problem with uh, Ryan Tannehill. Who knows? No, that, that certainly could be I'm, part of it. I'm sure you yeah. want to hear. I'm sure you yeah. want to hear that uh, TNO with Sam Darnold and Adam. Oh, Gase. look! I know. I know Adam <laughs> Gase is a problem. I know he's a problem. Look at the talent the Jets have. I mean, I just don't understand. <laughs> As uh, as Joe Beningo says every every morning at 10 a.m., Adam Gase once brought Peyton Manning a cup of coffee and calls himself the quarterback whisperer from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, anyway, I, I feel like we have three good options. I would maybe argue that Tannehill is a great option this week at quarterback. Um, let's move on to running backs. Uh, I don't know if I have any hot takes here. I might have one, but we'll start with Dom first. Uh, who you got carrying the rock? Oh, my God. Uh, I really have one guy. I don't like any of these running backs at the lower level. Um, but Darius, I don't know how to say his last name. Juice? Goose? Guys. Guys. Oh, my goodness. Guys, come on. I can care less. I can care. Darius Juice. I can care less about these guys. Um, but he's going up against the Packers, and – I'm convinced the Packers have the worst run defense in the NFL. Uh, I mean, Saquon Barkley ripped off 85 yards or whatever it was on a sprained ankle. So uh, I expect him to have a big week. Uh, I don't think the Redskins will do much other than that, but maybe they'll stay in the game with uh, running the ball. Uh, Yeah, I like the juice pick. Um, (laughs) $4,900, good pricing. You're right, the Packers run defense is – Awfully poor. He's looked good since he came back. Um, he has. Didn't have a ton of yards uh, the first couple of weeks. You know, he did have one big touchdown catch against the Jets a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, you really saw the yardage total kick up last week. Broke off some big runs. Buck 29, two touchdowns. Um, yeah, and you know they're going to look to pound the ball. Him and uh, Peterson both had big games on Sunday. I don't know if that's – you know, that probably won't happen again this year. But – Definitely seems like Geis is probably the uh, the more featured guy. It makes sense to give him the ball more since he's actually part of their future and Peterson is not. So um, I like the I like the pick. I think it's pretty solid, even though you didn't get his name right. <laughs> um, and then uh, my two guys, I got uh, Josh Jacobs is my first guy. Um, even last week with Oakland getting just thrashed, he still ran for over 100 yards. Didn't find the end zone, but. 13 and a half fantasy points. Um, you know, he's been a favorite of ours and mine all year. Over eclipsed the 1,000 yard mark as a, uh, as a rookie, seven touchdowns on the year. She's been really steady. Um, and I think this is, a, you know, like we touched on Tannehill. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Um, I think Oakland's defense, like we touched on, has really been reeling. I think Tannehill should have a lot of open lanes to throw the ball. Um, Derek Henry, too, and he's higher price, but I, you know, I think that's a good pick for this week, too, if you want to by low at other positions. Um, but Jacobs, uh, I mean, Tennessee's not great defending the run either. Um, and you know that, you know, Gruden's going to want to run the ball. Um, they're going to want to play at their pace. He's going to get his 15, 20 carries or touches regardless. Um, and after a couple weeks of not finding the end zone in a row, uh, I think he's certainly due for a touchdown or two this week. Um, so I like him at 6,500. Um, then I got two other guys, Austin Eckler or Melvin Gordon. I kind of like both of them this week. It's a little tough tougher who to pick. I would probably lean Eckler. Eckler's 6,300. Gordon's 6,400. Um, Jacksonville has just been yielding a ton of yards in a multitude of ways on the ground and through the air the last few weeks. They've been really brutal. One of the worst teams in the league in the last month. Um, Gordon's been getting a lot of touches. He's been you know primarily carrying the ball. Eckler's still doing damage in the passing game. Um, Eckler has 10 touchdowns on the year, too, somehow, um, even for this crap Chargers team and he's still and he's still catching balls four for 51 in a touchdown last week through the air um kind of just seems like you know it, it's pick your poison between these two but I could see both of them having big games honestly um and each finding the end zone so I think uh you know they're a little pricey then if it's if they're kind of going to split carries um but I think the production is definitely going to outweigh that um 
I, I like I like Eckler actually over Gordon, um, just because yeah. his volume in the passing game. Um, but I, I I think they're both fine plays. If you had to choose one, uh, I would go with Eckler. Um, Josh Jacobs is definitely good plays due for positive touchdown regression. So at sixty five hundred, he's he's a pretty good price too. And like you said, Morris, he's had a hell of a year so far, and he's someone that we've we've enjoyed watching, and uh, we like him here on this pod. Um, for Darius Juice, guys, whatever his name is, uh, he's got a good price. So um, if you needed a flex option, only had a little bit left, I think he's he's a good spot for that. Uh, I'm not sure how much volume he's going to get. Adrian Peterson has been getting more volume than him. Um, not sure why he is, but he is. I think they just don't want Darius guys to be – you know, risking the injury um, in just his second year. So, but at his price right now, like I said, if you had under five thousand to spend, he's definitely the top guy in that in that bottom tier of players in general. So, I like Darius Geis. Uh, I like I like Aaron Jones uh, oh, going up against the Redskins. Oh my god! <laughs> one bad week, Dom's out on everyone. One one bad week, he hasn't been running. In the bo- they just don't run him. It, yeah, I mean, Jamal, it's not Jamal Williams has actually looked almost better than him. It's it's not that it's not that I don't like Aaron Jones. It's they don't run him. I mean, he had like 17 yards in the fourth quarter last week now against the Giants. I mean, they just don't do it. Um Jamal Williams has definitely come off as the better back in everything. Passing, right. the passing game, the running game and uh with blocking, I know that doesn't matter for fantasy, but that's what's having him play. Uh Aaron Jones has got to figure out how to block um but he's definitely a better back, and it makes drives me crazy that they don't run him enough, uh, which just doesn't make just don't get it. Um, I do like the pick, but I'd be very, very, very st- careful with it. All right, so you may be talking me off the ledge here. With that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you you probably know better than than anyone. Um, but I have a guy here that's he's at forty five hundred, and this is an if Dalvin Cook is out pick. Alexander Madison at forty. Love it. Ooh. Love that. He's a, actually, he's a clone. He's a Dalvin Cook clone, man. Yes, and even if Cook plays, he will probably be in a limited fashion because it's against Detroit at home. So wow. you're you're almost bet you're banking on Minnesota having the lead. Dalvin Cook probably being in a limited fashion. I think Alexander Madison is a fine play in in every uh, fantasy realm just because he's going to get at least 10 to 15 touches. And then if Cook doesn't play, he's getting 20 to 25 touches. And he's going to be priced at 4,500 here. So yeah. I, I, would, I would look for if, if Cook's practicing, eh, I would maybe somewhat lay off of it. But if Cook misses practice all the way through Friday, I think Alexander Madison is, is a really good play this week against Detroit. I do like it. He did run the ball really well yesterday uh, against the Seahawks, which isn't you know any cupcake defense. No, yeah, he looks good, man. He runs angry, he runs hard, and I love the uh, I love the theory, Tino. And they should be up multiple touchdowns. They should have a big lead in the fourth. Um, and even if Cook is playing, you got to think if they're up big, you know, even if he's a little dinged up with the shoulder injury, they're probably not going to want to overwork him. So you're definitely going to get some Madison, you know, late garbage time touches to rack up the garbage yards, um, and that's where you get that value in fantasy. I uh, I love the pick actually. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had my eye on Madison all year. He's been on my fantasy team in multiple leagues as a handcuff for Cook, and I'm just I've just been waiting for Cook to get hurt, basically, <laughs> to use him, which is messed up. But you knew it was coming eventually, you know. So, oh, you I have him know. in our league too, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's uh, I've had you know, he's definitely the number one handcuff in football in, yeah. in fantasy football, and then you know, this week looks like he might get some some opportunities regardless if he's a complete handcuff or not. So get, give me some, I mean, and Detroit's run defense too. is just miserable. So um, I, I like Madison this week. Do we have any more backs before moving on to the pass catchers? No, I got no. That was all I had, yeah. All right. Um, I think feel like we got some guys at good prices there. Aaron Jones is probably most iffy at his price uh, per se. Um, move on to the wide receivers and Morris, we'll, we'll start with you. Who you got? receivers this week i uh, didn't love the receiver pool this week actually i usually feel like i like the receiver pool better than the backs um but i kind of like the backs better this week um anyway two guys uh one price at 6400 Cortland sutton um really emerges the number one guy there in denver 
Yes. Uh, the, the Drew Lock connection was on fire on Sunday, too. Yes. Four catches, was... 74 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 23 and a half fantasy points. Um, and he had even been producing before that, too, going back to Flacco and Brandon Allen. So, quarterback number three on the year for Denver, and nothing has changed. Cortland Sutton is still the number one option. Um, closing in on 1,000 yards for the year, too. So, production is definitely steady. It's no fluke. Um, I like the matchup this week, too. You can throw the ball on Houston um, if you get time to throw. Um, you know, if you get a clean pocket, which Locke had enough of last week, um, I think he can deliver the ball well enough, um, certainly at least in this guy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Houston, like, they, I know they beat the Pats on Sunday, but they still have defensive issues on the back end. Um, I think Sutton should get loose or at least be a steady target throughout the game. Should get a bunch of targets, and, you know, that way we'll get enough catches and yards and possibly a touchdown as well. Um, and my other guy at 5,500, I'm not quite as confident in this one. Um, he's really the only guy that they got now, Zach Paschal for the Colts. Um, had a big day on Sunday, seven catches, 109 yards, no touchdowns. Um, I just don't see where any other options are for the Colts to throw the ball. I mean, T.Y. has been out. You know, seemingly all year, you know, he got hurt again last week in practice. I saw they just put Chester Rogers on IR today. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're all banged up. And, you know, Pascal really is – he's kind of been low-key the most reliable, you know, target for Brissett over the last two months or so. Um, had that big game against Houston earlier in the year. Had a big game against Pittsburgh. Um, so, when T.Y. is out, he kind of seems like he's the go-to guy out there. Um, and we all know how much Tampa Bay, you know, how many yards they'll, they'll yield in their secondary. They've been better recently, um, but they also haven't played very good competition in the last two weeks. So I think Brissett, um, I think this will be a stiffer, a stiffer test for them. Um, and I think that, you know, Pascal, just by default, it's going to get a lot of looks and should get open against a, uh, a subpar secondary. Yeah, I like both those picks. So the Cortland Sutton pick more. Drew uh, Locke, I think, is definitely the future, obviously in Denver and if those two can play like they had last week it's going to be a very uh, bright future for the Broncos my two guys and we talked a little bit about this first guy last week Morris and Cole Beasley at a 5400 winning to Dallas a little revenge game played really well uh, I know Dallas isn't Baltimore but I think he's going to have to be big this week if the Buffalo Bills want even the chance of uh, winning this game against the Ravens and I think he can do it. I think Josh Allen is finding him as one of his favorite targets. Uh, he has to be happy as a fantasy owner as Cole Beasley is getting the targets uh, and he's making plays. So that's all you can really ask for. At 5,400, I think he brings great value to uh, this game and to your lineup this week. And then my next guy, <laughs> it's probably a homer pick, but I really love the guy. Uh, wait, wait, Alan, let me guess. Al, uh, I was, was going to say it. Alan Lazard, baby. Alan Lazard. I knew it. He has taken over as number two wide receiver in uh, Green Bay. You know, Marquez Valdez Scantlin's done nothing this year. Very disappointing for him. Geronimo Allison has also done nothing this year. Very disappointing for him because those two were, you know, as a Packer fan, those two are your futures, uh, the receiver position. But Alan Lazard has done nothing but make plays this year is definitely the number two receiver now. And it was really impressive watching him play live because, you know, when you sit up top, you can see all the plays break down and whatnot. And his route run is awesome. I mean, he just makes plays and whatnot nonstop. And at 4,200, he's a steal. I mean, going up against a Redskins defense, that stinks. Um, so I expect him to have a huge game this week, especially now coming off of a game where he had, I think he had, what, did he have over 100 yards? over 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. didn't he, right? Yeah, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I know he had the big touchdown uh, play. But I expect him to, you know, come off that week with another big week against the Redskins. Alan Lazard, the Lazard <laughs> King. I knew that was the coming. Lazard I King. knew it right when he said homer pick. I like that. I actually like that pick. Um, Morris, I actually have – I have Sut both Sutton and Pascal. Uh, oh, wow. Here, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I just think Pascal, like you said, Morris, it, Hilton's like not coming back this week. Uh, probably Chester Rogers IR, Eric Ebron IR. It's just basically Pascal and uh, Jack Doyle, um, Mo Alley Cox. I mean, oh, Mo Alley it's Cox. it's thin, man. It's thin. So, <laughs> I mean, the pass catchers are are those guys, you know. So, I mean, I, I like Pascal at his price for technically a number one receiver you know, for the team, at least this week. 
up against uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, like you said, Morris, they've been playing a little bit better, but I still don't trust it. Um, I mean, Cortland Sutton, I, I think next year is a guarantee, a guaranteed lock top 10 receiver in the league. Um, I mean, he's just embraced that number one receiving role once Emmanuel Sanders left and just gave him the room to shine. And Sutton runs great routes. He's tall, physical, has great hands. Um, he's the rich man's Allen Robinson, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, kind of like it now. Yeah. I'm t- does Drew Locke is going to be really good in the NFL for years to come. Wow. Yeah. One I think game, so too. All in. I, both the, all in. I, Dom was all in prior to that. And yeah, uh, yeah I have been too. He's he's going to be a really good one for the Broncos. They got a steal, and I think it was the second round. Second round, yeah. He was almost a Packer too. That's what makes me really mad about it. But nah, it's all right. Five years of Rodgers would be all right. <laughs> yeah, another five years of Rodgers, great. Oh well, wow. <laughs> really? You're going to take Aaron Rodgers for granted now? No, nah, I love Aaron oh, Rodgers. Wow. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going to name my first kid Aaron. That's oh, all that matters. There we go. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, anyway, we, we got some solid pass catchers here. Uh, I have another guy listed here, Debo Samuel. Um, playing well. Yeah, he playing has well, coming on. Coming on hot, uh, showing, that, showing his true uh, skills that we thought he would have at the beginning of the year. He slowly has gotten here, but three weeks in a row, I think he scored a touchdown. Um, going up against the Saints, who I think the Saints are frauds, by the way. Um, I do, too. I don't think they're as good as advertised. Absolute fraud. Yeah, so. I, I'm not. I'm not buying it either. Just yeah. doesn't pass the eye test. I like. Uh, I like Debo and the Niners this weekend. Yeah, no, no receivers, other than Michael Thomas. But other than that, no receivers. Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, I just had to throw Debo Samuel out there. I think he'll be a decent play. Um, are we ready to move on to uh, the tight ends? We are. Yeah. Oof. I, I got right. a, a juicy one. Oh yeah, you want you want to start it off? Uh, kick, kick it off, off then. Yeah, based on the the Sam Donald reaction, you're gonna love this one too. Oh, don't I tell me. Uh, get, <laughs> can, can we end this? Can we end this right now? Griffin, forty one hundred. That is a steal for Ryan Griffin. Uh, Sam Donald's best friend again. I'm telling you, the Miami Dolphins are horrendous at covering tight ends. Goddard and Ertz both had big games. Ertz would have had six touchdowns if he would have hung on to the ball. I don't know what he was thinking about. He was thinking about Julie or something. Um, was he had his head, his head so far up his ass. To be fair, I would be thinking about her too. Yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I might have or may have not yelled that after, like, his third drop. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Griffin's been good, man. He's been Darnold's, you know, he's been his number one guy. I recall, I think we took him a few weeks ago. He had a big game. Um, had over 100 yards and a touchdown against Washington. Had a touchdown again the following week against Oakland. Kind of plummeted back down as did the entire Jet offense last week, as expected. But if I like Darnold this week, um, I mean, it's basically him and Crowder that he's been thrown to. So, I mean, and after watching how awful Miami is at covering tight ends and covering the middle of the field, um, I think Jets are going to move the ball. I think Griffin's going to have a big day, and I think he's going to find the end zone. I don't hate it as much as the Darnold pick, but I still don't like it. Uh, I think the better tight end to pick is in the opposite on the other side of the field and uh, Mike Kosicki. Oh, yeah, he, the other guy that killed the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, he's been having what's turned out to be, you know, a bright spot. He's been a bright spot for the Dolphins this year. Um, he had a big game against the Jets, too, last time they played. I think he had like 100 yards, maybe 90 yards. Uh, and I don't expect anything to change. I mean, Ryan Fitz clearly one of Ryan Fitzpatrick's favorite players. Uh, and at forty four at four thousand dollars, I don't see any reason any other tight end should be picked this week. Oh, Ryan Griffin! Um, <laughs> it's a good price. It's a good price for him. Uh, good price. Uh, I might have to roll with Mike Kosicki, though. To be honest, yeah, I like the Kosicki pick. I can't, I can't argue with that either. I mean, he's actually, really, to, be really honest, come on. to be honest, all like my pick wants to make me throw up my mouth too. I have Vance Wait. McDonald. Oh. And he's been terrible all year, but the, the, the Arizona the Arizona Cardinals are just they are atrocious. I mean, atrocious at defense. <laughs> they let they let Tyler Higby score a touchdown. Last Tyler week. Higby had a hundo and a touchdown. I mean, oh my god! I mean, they've let who else has went off? I can't even. Uh, Jared the backup, big day against them, Ross Duelli. Ross Duelli went Dwelly, off on them. That's right. I mean. 
if, if Vance McDonald can't do it this week, when is he ever going to do it in his life? So, I mean, oh, Jesus. What an ugly freaking position to fantasy football. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of my only good position this year on a lot of my teams. I had Kelsey and Mark Andrews in like every league. Too uh, good ones to have, but for the rest of it, not good. I guess good news for tight ends is Austin Hooper might be back in in uh, oh, for really? the Falcons. He's returning. No, he practiced. He practiced today, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Falcons too. Jesus. Oh, all right. Well, we got we got three cheap guys here this week at uh Pick your poison, I suppose. Um, anyway, let's move on to, to defenses real quick. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Steelers defense at 3500 Uh just think they're at a good price, um, and they're a really good defense. So uh, that's 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 how I got. I, I, I don't want to say my pick either. You're going to get mad. You guys are both going to get mad. Don't say, the jets. No, don't say no, the jets. Don't say the Jets. Not the Jets. Not the Jets. <laughs> One that we actually just talked about and how miserable they are covering tight ends. Uh, no, I think I think the Arizona Cardinals at twenty four hundred are a steal this week. You're you're not I'm saying you're, it. I'm I'm losing my head this week. I know I've got a lot of uh, questionable, uh, to put it mildly, picks, but uh, I think twenty four hundred. I think the Steeler offense comes crashing back down to earth this week. Doc Hodges gave him a spark the last two weeks. I think they'll be on their high. Coming into Arizona off a low, this is kind of just how the NFL works. You know, one team looks like shit one week, they come back, they look like world beaters the next week. And, you know, one team looks great, then they come back and look like shit the next week. So I am banking on that theory. I think Arizona is a little bit better than what they played the last few weeks. I don't, I'm not totally buying Pittsburgh, at least offensively, and Duck Hodges. I think he's ripe for a couple turnovers this week. Um, and I think that uh, the Arizona defense bounces, bounces back with a force. Well, I'm riding with the Bengals this week at 2100. Oh, <laughs> I, they've been playing really well. The defense. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna throw I, up. <laughs> Cardinals and Bengals. This is what defense in 2019 has come to. I mean, against the Jets last week, against your Sam Darnold, Ryan Griffin Jets, <laughs> they had four sacks and a safety. Uh, yeah, they've been better. Uh, and then two weeks ago against the Steelers where I picked them to be the sneaky play of the week, by the way. They played really, you know, not great, but they played well, you know, three sacks and a pick. Uh, and they're playing the Browns this week, and the Browns don't impress me at all. And I think the Bengals are that team that's going to stick around and try to ruin some uh, some playoff hopes in the coming weeks, you know, for the rest of the season. I know the Browns really aren't in it, but I that's a big game for the state of Ohio, and the Bengals taking it all the way – 2100. All right, that concludes that part <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> well, we're going to move on to picks against the spread um, because we are losing it today. Um, we'll move, all right, picks against the spread. Uh, we'll move on to Thursday. Thursday night football. What a doozy we have. The Cowboys traveled to the Windy City in Chicago for Thursday night football. And Dallas is actually a three-point favorite here on the road. Morris, who you got? Sadly, I'm going to go with Dallas. I don't know why. I think they get get back on track. And I more just kind of want to put them – to put myself out of my Eagles misery. I just think they're better than the Bears. I think the Bears think too. Um, I'll go with Dallas. The only team I hate more than the Bears might be the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going Bears to win uh, this week against the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys are good at all. I just think – I think you want to talk about the Saints being frauds. I think the Cowboys are the biggest frauds. And it's very sad that they're going to win a division and two teams in a wild card and have better records. I'm sorry. Oh, man, this is this is rough. Uh I'm going to go with the Cowboys, and I'm not fully confident in it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <clears throat> but you're right, Dom. I think they're they're fraudulent as well. Uh, move on to Sunday, 1 p.m., divisional clash between the Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers 5-7, and seven, Falcons 3-9. and nine. 1 o'clock game, the Falcons are favored by 2.5 at home. Morris, who you got? Oh, I don't want to watch a second of this game. Um, <laughs> I'll go with Atlanta. I think they'll bounce back. 
I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Falcons and lose this bet because every time I bet the Falcons, I lose. Yeah, they're, 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 the, wor- they're the worst team to gamble on. Them and the that, Eagles. That's the team. I mean, you bet them, they lose no matter what. You, yeah. You don't bet them, and they cover this massive spread. <laughs> Just unreal. Well, anyway, all right, moving on to what should be a very good football game. The Ravens at 10-2 and two, at the Bills, who are 9-3. and three. The Ravens are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. High spread. Um, Bills still not getting any respect, even after that impressive Thanksgiving game. Uh, the Bills have grown on me. They've gotten a lot better. Um, even though the record has been good the whole year, they didn't really pass the eye test the first half of the year. Last few weeks, Josh Allen and that offense have been humming. Um, I think the Ravens are obviously better. I think the Ravens will win the game, but uh, I kind of like the Bills to cover that five and a half. I do too. I like the Bills uh, to cover, Ravens to win. Bills money line, baby. Wow. Outright Bills mafia. It's going to be, I I bet it's probably like plus 300. That's some good money. Yeah, that's good value. Let's go, Buffalo. (laughs) All right, moving on to the state of Ohio clash. The Bengals at the Browns. The Browns are eight and a half point favorites. Oof, that's that's high. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna pick it. I think the Bengals. They're they're still awful, even though they won last week. I think the uh, the Browns ba- bounce back. Offense has been looking better, even though it didn't look good last week against the Steeler D. Um, I think they bounce back and they and they win and they cover. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bengals. John Ross back this week. Um, until he eventually pulls another hamstring and is out for the rest of the season. But I'm going to take the Bengals. I am going to take the Bengals as well and probably regret it. Um, (laughs) I do like John Ross being back, though. I'll say Red Rocket. He's back. Red Rocket's back, too. Um, Moving on to Redskins at Packers. Dom, you got the floor. Packers, 13.5-point favorites. Huge spread. Uh, I do think they cover it. Obviously, I'll never pick against the Packers, but you know the Reds can stink. And then the Packers. I mean, they're getting into this position where they're now fighting for a buy. You know, they're I believe the third team out. I mean, they're third seed right now. Uh, so you really got to fight in the last couple of weeks to make sure you win the games and kind of control your own destiny and hope you know whatever happens happens. But they've been playing really well. Uh, Hopefully Aaron Jones gets going. You know, uh-huh. not, it'd be nice to see him have a hundred yard game and a few touchdowns. Uh, I don't think it will happen, but I'm hoping it will. But Packers, I, I'm going to say Packers big too. I don't think I, there's any way the Redskins stay in this game. I'm going to go with the Deadskins to say uh. <laughs> cover that 13 and a half point spread. I mean, we just talked about Darius Geis and Darius Juice running the rock. Uh, it seems like they found a little identity there. They're obviously still awful, and they're not going to win. But I'll say they cover and lose by like ten. Uh, you're not allowed on the podcast. Next <laughs> <week more so laughs> oh man, um, I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, I was going to make a, the worst take ever and say the Redskins rally four off four off in a row and uh, win a division. Seven the and nine. <laughs> <laughs> it is in play. Sadly. It's in play. It's in play. No, nah, it's not going to happen, though. The Packers roll. Um, Giants can still win the division. Ah, get, get, we'll leave right now. Get leave right now. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Lions at the Vikings. The Vikings are also 13-point favorites. I like this one better. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I still, I still think the Vikings are really good. Um, had a couple turnovers last night that cost them, but uh, I still thought they looked really impressive. It was a great game, too, by the way. Um, two, you know, top NFC teams. I think they bounce back. The Lions are horrendous, you know, no matter who's playing quarterback. Actually, the guy that played on – I already forgot his name. The guy that played on Thanksgiving. David Blau. David Blau, yeah, he was okay. Um, I'd rather see him than Driscoll. But, you know, road start, no matter who's playing, I think the Vikings, they'll, they'll roll. I'm going to go with the Lions here. Uh, Blau really impressed me. Well, yeah, I've, I've, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I think the Lions do cover – the spread, I don't know if they win the game, but I think they definitely cover this uh, spread. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Bo Scarborough's running running well. Uh, Blau looked awesome on Thursday. I mean, considering he hasn't played a single game, we <laughs> he didn't even dressed, you know. Uh, 
So I expect this game to be closer than a lot of people think. I'm going to go with the push here. They lose by 13. (laughs) Man. I like that. That's like a spot you have to get it spot on to earn the pick. Yeah. You get that, then neither one of us get it. (laughs) I mean, I just uh, the lines are going to lose, but I don't, uh, 13, it's a lot. Divisional game. I don't know. I don't know. And I like David Blau. He's the last kid to beat Ohio State. Oh, really? At Purdue. Uh, Yeah, he went from Purdue. Let it roll, that's, baby. That's, that's a stain on Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, what should be one of the be- best games of the week. Um, 49ers at the Saints. Saints are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Line's dropping, too. I, I, I want to say it opened at, like, three-and-a-half. Um, I think the Niners are just better. After watching that uh, – not watching, but, you know, I saw the highlights um, of the Niners-Ravens game. Niners, you know, hung with them to the bitter end the whole way through. Even though, you know, it was in the rain, that probably helped them a little bit. Um, I just think they're better than the Saints. I think the Saints are, you know, like like we said, they're kind of pretenders as a team with that good of a record. I'm not I'm not buying them this year. Um, I think the Niners are just, you know, way more physical. They're they're faster. I think they uh, I think they're gonna go down to New Orleans win. Yeah, I like the 49ers. I just don't think the Saints are for real. Um and they're not gonna be for real unless they start getting Kamara more involved. Uh, I don't know what's been up with them. I mean, I know in past weeks he's been able to, but just hasn't had a great year. Um, and like I said before, there's no receivers on this team other than Michael Thomas. So if he's getting double team, triple teamed, which I would do if I'm a defense, no one else is going to catch the ball. Yeah, clean sweep, 49ers. Uh, they win the football game. Um, all right, the official game of the week, Dolphins at the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Although we talked about this game more than any. Jets, five and a half point favorites. Oh, that's, oh no. That's a fat line. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a little higher than I would have liked. <laughs> I mean, I've been talking up the Jets more than anybody on this, you know, probably in America this week. So, JTS, baby. Dolphins uh, come back to reality this week. I think they get rolled. Jets in a blowout. I'm never touching the Jets. Go with Dolphins. <laughs> I hate this line. It is too high. <laughs> uh, I can't pick against the Jets, though, so J-E-T-S. That line, that line is pretty crazy, considering Jets got blown out and yeah. Dolphins won. And the Dolphins like beat them. Four and a half, maybe? Like five and a half. I would have expected three. Three. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't go. think I don't think it should have been higher than three. Oh, I, think, I think this line drops. I think this line drops. Probably. Um, all right, moving on to... The Colts at the Bucks. The Bucks make a little comeback here. Five and seven record. Um, they're actually favored in this game by two and a half points. Huh. Um, Bucks look pretty good. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Colts are just too banged up, man. I, I really like the Colts, you know, throughout the year. I think they're still good. I think they would have made the playoffs if they stayed healthy um, or found a new kicker. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think the time has run out on them. Too many injuries. Bucks are playing better. They're at home. They'll sling the rock all over the place. I, uh, I'll go with the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with the Bucks this week. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks too. Chris Godwin goes bananas. That's my, that's my prediction, which can't be too bold, I guess, at this point. Um, moving on to the Broncos at the Texans. The Texans are nine-point favorites here at home. That is also high. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Like, you know, I, I believe in Locke, too. Uh, I don't know about as much as you guys, but I still like him, like the way he played last week. Texans coming off that high, the Patriot win. Um, this smells like a letdown game. I think the Texans will win, but they won't cover. Where is that game? In uh, Houston. I'm going to go Texans here. I, I, if this is in Denver, I think the, t- the Broncos have a legit shot of winning. But in Houston, Texans play a lot better at home. I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover, and nine seems real accurate to me. Uh, so, but I won't take the push. That's the one. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, moving on to what seems to me is a trap game here. We got the Chargers in Jacksonville, and the Chargers are three-point favorites. Huh. Um, 
I'm going to go Jags. I think Minshew Mania gets back on track. Um, they'll, you know, they'll be reinvigorated by that a little bit. Um, I, you know, the Chargers. It was that just not the most Chargers way ever to lose a game on Sunday on that PI. <laughs> it's probably a bad call, but still, it's just like that's just classic Chargers. That wouldn't happen to anybody else but them. Um, I think the Jags find a way to get back on track this week. Yeah, I'm going with the Jags. I, I don't like the Chargers at all this season. Yeah, they just are too inconsistent with the way they play. I'm gonna take the Chargers, and I'm not sure why, but I'm <laughs> doing it anyway. Um, moving on, moving on to a game with some playoff implications. Here we got the Titans going to Oakland. Titans are two and a half point favorites. Uh, oh, everyone's on the Titans right now. I mean, I do like them. I like the way they're playing. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Raiders this week. I think they've gotten thoroughly embarrassed the last few weeks. Back home this week, they'll play a lot better. Um, I like the Titans, too. I think they're actually probably going to still make the playoffs. But uh, for this week, I'm going to go with Oakland. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oakland also. Uh, probably going to get blown out, but I'm going to take them anyways. I'm going to go with the Titans, man. I've, I've got faith. Ryan Tannehill, man. It's Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry have literally been like the truth in the last. Derrick Henry, man. I mean, you know, wow. I mean, they have both been playing extremely well. So, um, and the Raiders, man, they getting crushed yeah. like that two weeks in a row. Titans really need this win this week to stay in the hunt. I mean, I, I like the Titans. Um, Moving on to the Tony Romo called game. We got the Chiefs at the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots are three-point favorites here at home against the Chiefs. Great game. Game of the week. Um, God, this is a hard one because I really don't think the Patriots are – I mean, their offense, they've got real issues this year. They're not – they don't impress me that much. And, I, I mean, you know, you can never count the Patriots. But at this point, quite frankly, I'd be surprised if they made the Super Bowl. Um, but the Chiefs also are just like kind of maddening. I know they won big last week, but still they just don't quite seem like the same team as a year ago. And Andy, you know, against Belichick is just a classic. You know, we've seen this a million times. Uh, I, don't let me down, Andy. I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I don't have a lot of confidence in it, but I, I, uh, I don't believe in New England this year. I think if there's ever going to be a year where he's going to beat Belichick, uh, it's got to be this year. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I just don't like the way the Patriots are playing. Uh, Chiefs, I mean, I don't even like the way the Chiefs are really playing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, the Patriots look like they are extremely hurting for someone in the past game to you know start playing. I know Sanu's been hurt and Edelman is Edelman, but there's really no one else. And you shut one of those guys down, it's game over. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chiefs. I am going to go with the Patriots. Uh, I think they bounced back. Um, half the team was sick this past week. I had the flu. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Flew my ass. Okay. They took two <laughs> separate lanes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying that from the Patriots' perspective. A lot of excuses over there in Foxborough. No, nah, I mean, I hate the Patriots. I just think <laughs> they're going to win. and It's just the Belichick fashion, drop one, lose the next one big. I, I don't know. That's just what it reads to me. Um Moving on to Steelers at the Cardinals. Morris's defensive play of the week in Arizona. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh is – they are two-and-a-half-point favorites here on the road in, in uh, Arizona. Not buying it this week. And the Steelers come crashing back down. Like I said, Cardinals rise back up. Steelers are – whatever, they're 7-5. and five. They can't really be 8-5. and five. I know they're decent. They've had a good year, but they're a little more closer, 500 than that. Um, I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, I don't really know why. Juju, I don't know if Juju's back this week. He might be. He's uh, questionable this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Steelers. I'm going to go with Steelers as well. Uh, I had them pegged at 10-6 and six prior to the season, so that's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, so um, our, our, I'm just going to say this real quick. Our AFC and NFC North predictions have been spot on, Tino. Spot on. Spot I, I, on guess, I guess mine weren't. Well, you weren't didn't do that podcast with us. You were. Oh, I missed uh, that one. You Damn, were. I don't know. Probably an LBI. I'm not inviting yeah. anyone. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, 
it definitely wasn't in Miami and I'm never going back there again. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been we've been pretty spot on with the AFC and NFC North. Yeah, I feel like we had those decisions pretty locked down. Um calling out the Browns before the season. We knew they were frauds. Uh all right, moving on to what originally you know what? I still think this is gonna be a good football game. Seahawks at the Rams, Sunday night football. The Rams are on TV yet again. Um yeah, Seattle is <laughs> A one-point favorite here on the road. So much Rams on TV. But, yeah, I mean, they, they seem like they find it five themselves last week. Um, there's some stats out there that they've just, you know, obliterated the Cardinals ever since McVay got there. So, I don't know if I'd really, you know, take too much stock into that. But they've also – them and the Seahawks have played great games the last two years. Always pretty high scoring, you know, well-played, tight, down to the wire. Um, usually in a national audience, too. So, I would kind of expect the same on Sunday. Um, it seems like the home team wins all the time. And, I, you know, while the Seahawks are certainly better and they're going to be in the playoffs and the Rams probably won't, um, I, I do like the Rams this week, though. I think they, uh, I think they get even with Seattle and they, they'll beat them this week. Well, the Rams finally had their get-right game that we've been talking about the past, like, five weeks of having them get right. Um, I think the Rams win this game. I just don't think Seattle – I mean, I like Seattle and what they do, uh, but the Rams – I think are finally going to come out and play a complete game and beat Seahawks. So you both took the Rams here. Wow. Ooh. Mm. Russell Wilson in prime time. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Hawks. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very good football game. Um, a very good game. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, moving on to, also, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams won, though. I'll, I'll state that because for some reason, I just have a feeling they're going to be in this playoff thing to the last last freaking second uh, <laughs> because, you know, you know just, it's just so tight in the NFC. Um, moving on to Monday Night Football. Oh, can we not? <laughs> in Philadelphia, <laughs> the city of brotherly love. Oh. We've got the Giants at the Eagles in Philly. <laughs> which is a city I might be in this weekend, Morris. Oh, really? Maybe. All right. Well, you know, if people are here. <laughs> All right. Well, the Eagles are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. That is a thirst trap. Um, Morris, got the floor, man. Eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Oh, I, I apologize, America, for having to be subjected to this, along with Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland. I couldn't think of a bigger mess. Um, for, for a Monday night viewing audience for three, three and a half hours. Um, yeah, they should be able to flex out Monday night games. I know that's hard to do, but if there was ever a game you could flex out in week 14, it's this one. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast presented by Juggermag.com, the home of the underdog. We want to remind you to visit Juggermag.com because it's the greatest site out there.